Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast all about how Apple intersects with the business, education, healthcare, and everything in the technology world. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host this week. Special guests from American Express, we have Kat Lynn and Stuart Kendall. Kat, Stuart, welcome to Apple at Work. Great. We're so happy to be here. Hi, Bradley. Now, I want to I want to uh, first turn it over to Stuart. Can you give us a little bit of background about what you do at American Express? Absolutely, yeah. So my name is Stuart Kendall. I uh, work in the Enterprise Digital Data and Solutions team at American Express, which is an enterprise center of excellence, uh, which is responsible for the um, management and d- development of assets at an enterprise level for the company. Within that team, I am responsible for the mobile app and uh, website, uh, which are our core digital assets for the company. Uh, Kat, so can you give us a little bit of a background on what you do at American Express? Sure, absolutely. So I came over to American Express as part of the Cabbage acquisition. So American Express brought Cabbage in late 2020. And as of January 31st, so Cabbage is now a business blueprint. So that's really exciting. And now at American Express, I work with teams to build that business blueprint ecosystem and app. And, uh, you know, add business blueprint. I, um, I run product, product design, research and analytics. So it's, uh, there's a, a lot of robust work that's happening. We've really over the past, uh, you know, I would say three years, also even looking back since, you know, kind of the dawn of the app store of, you know, we saw this, I would argue this like consumerization of, of business tools. I mean, you know, you go back, you know, to the early days of digi- kind of this digital transformation of how businesses run. And a lot of enterprise grade finance apps were, uh, what's a nice way to say this? Not good. And, you know, when you kind of look at what happened with the app store is, Companies that made things to traditionally for businesses now kind of like we have to compete with a lot of people. Like we have to make it easy for for everybody to use, not just consumers, but the enterprise customers too. And so you and you then obviously you've seen, you know, the traditional idea of what a payroll is. You know, you're no longer cutting checks as much anymore. Um, you're not, you know, uh, accounts payable isn't running, isn't, you know, Thursdays at checks days anymore. It's you're transferring money electronically, you know, payroll. Accounts receivable, accounts payable. It's very much a digitized world. And so then you're really seeing a lot of interest in, in really how businesses manage money today. I mean, you, I don't know if you you all follow, but um, uh, familiar with a company called Trip Actions. They just rebranded into a, a company called Naven. They make a really cool expense tracking product. Uh, so it makes, you know, again, it's just a lot of cool things happening around the business finance world. Um, so so with American Express, talk, talk me through kind of your mobile app strategy for businesses. I think from a business standpoint, um, I think Kat can talk to a little bit more to that space. I think on the enterprise app uh, standpoint, we are trying to take a view to solve for the core enterprise needs for customers across the enterprise. So regardless of, your, of, your, of the product you have with us, we want to make sure we have a destination for you to be able to carry out some of the fundamentals that are related to your account. And increasingly, we've recognized there is a need to start to build more discrete superpower apps, kind of uh, very relevant to the comments you were just making, Bradley, which are more dedicated to certain use cases, certain audiences, uh, potentially underserved audiences in areas where we think we could provide a better experience uh, or a vastly improved one, which 
which ultimately led to the acquisition of Cabbage and, and some of the great work that Cat and team have been doing. So I, I don't know, Cat, if you'd like to add to that. Yeah, I would love to. So Bradley, I'm so it's so interesting that you said like how businesses or how small businesses manage their money is changing. And it's it's very true. And uh, and actually the creation of Business Blueprint is around helping small business owners manage their money. And so I'm talking about the the smaller small business owners, right? Like not necessarily the medium and enterprise business, but small business owners right now, the challenge that they face is that to run their business, they need to understand their cash flow. And when they don't understand what their cash flow looks like, they have a really hard time making decisions that they need to run their business. Like, can I hire that person? Can I do that expo where I have to buy all that inventory for? Um, And so they aren't really sure, right? They are not able to make those types of confident decisions. Um, And right now it's difficult for them to understand that cash flow because they run, they use all these different disparate tools to run their business. And so they don't have that like centralized location, like that one holistic view of, of their cash flow. And so that's really what, what Business Blueprint set out um, to accomplish and um, and how we're, we're standing up that app. It, it's kind of two parts. Like on one hand, you have um, 24-7 cash flow analytics with the, with the my insights tool. And it's it's so that, you know, businesses can connect both their internal accounts to American Express and any external accounts they use to run their business to get that cash flow view. And on the on this other half of it, it's that suite of integrated products. So there's the business checking account, the small business line of credit account, the payments accept invoicing product that are all working together um, in a super interconnected way. And it's really been a, like an exciting, interesting journey um, because, you know, the app is um, the, the business blueprint app is an app through acqu- acquisition. And so we are still building all of those connections between the business blueprint app and the enterprise app. And that's part of the journey that we're on. We really want it to feel seamless for someone that's coming in um, to be able to kind of like flip back and forth those different experiences. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Collide. Collide has some big news. If you're an Octo user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? Well, if a device isn't compliant, the user cannot log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide patches one of the major holes in your zero-trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT teams struggle to solve the basic problem of keeping everyone's operating systems and their browsers up to date. Unsecured devices are logging into your company's apps every day because there's almost nothing you can do about it. Well, if you have Collide, you have the solution. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of the authentication login. It's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the users and gives them instructions to fix it. They don't fix the problem within a set amount of time, they're blocked. It's that simple. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration for end users and IT teams, and more importantly, your fleet is 100% compliant. Visit collide.com slash apple at work to learn more and to book a demo. That's C-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Apple at work. Thanks again to Clyde for sponsoring Apple at work this week. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. I think you, what you've seen was this consumerization of IT, and I would argue Apple kind of led this, is your small businesses now have access to the tools that used to only be reserved for big businesses. I mean, again, you think about how much easier it is to get a... POS system up and running in 2023 versus 2010. I mean, you can, with your phone, start taking credit cards over. I mean, again, you don't even have to have a POS system. Like you can download um, some of Square's technology and be paid with NFC from iPhone to iPhone 
you know, in minutes almost. And it's really, really cool. And again, you know, again, you look at the, how easy it is for restaurants to deploy POS systems. And again, when you have all this data digitized, you can then, like, like you all mentioned, Stuart, you're talking about like the, the analytics, like businesses can start understanding what's happening in their business. Maybe again, 10 years ago, they had to guess. And, but now, because technology has kind of come so far and a number of tech vendors have come along to really empower these companies, like, hey, we're going to give you better better data, let you understand like, you know, where your sales trends are, you know, where are you losing money? Where are you making money? And, and it's really cool. And again, you can now do this almost in the palm of your hand and really no IT staff is needed. You can buy these things from, you know, again, download American Express's apps. You have different tools. Maybe again, I mentioned Square. These things are all like incredibly easy to, to set up. Um, what are, you know, do you, going forward, like, you know, again, American Express, Purchase cabbage. Like, what's the kind of the next step in this relationship? So I what think, I said. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Stuart, sorry. sorry. No, please go ahead, Kat. After you. No, what I was going to say is that we're really uh, at, at the beginning, which is very exciting. And so, um, you know, cabbage was um, purchased about two years ago. And so through that time, we've really been standing up and scaling our product suite. But um, what we if we look at what we've done today on the app side of it, so January 31st, that's when Business Blueprint, the, the, the app was um, was re-released and re-put out as Business Blueprint so before it was all cabbage. And so January 31st, Business Blueprint. Then at the end of February, that's when the app was re-released with the business checking account as part of it, right? So that's just the two major app releases in the first two months of the year. And so there is a lot of exciting stuff coming this year. Um, and it really is like, how can we, so if I'm a small business owner and I go into business blueprint, how can I manage all of my accounts in one place, including my small business card accounts? But then how does that connect back to the American Express Enterprise app? Um, if, if I want to maybe see all of the accounts across American Express, I want to see my personal and I want to see my small business accounts together. And what does that look like? And so I, I Really, I think like over the next few months, where we're going to be looking really closely is on that customer experience and how do we connect those two apps in a way um, that when a customer is logged in, it is a seamless experience. And it's really about the task that the customer is trying to do or the small business owner is trying to do and less about the system. Stuart? Absolutely. I was just going to say uh, the same in terms of that seamless interoperability we'll be driving towards. One other thing I'd add is you know, back to that point around the way that the customer expectations and business expectations has evolved so much. I think one thing that's been really exciting for us with the acquisition of Cabbage is a um, really fast team who are doing some awesome work at a great cadence and really pushing our capabilities and then partnering to bring and, and charge some of that with some of the enterprise capabilities that sit within the more traditional organization. I think that melding of like a super fast cadence and creating and standing up this new app and this new uh, construct and then starting to support some of the really awesome capabilities that we have at an enterprise level that have always been our differentiators has been exciting. And I think that's going to be something over the next 12 to 18 months. We're going to see some real value created for, for our customers. Uh, so we're very excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, well said. I mean, American Express has always, I, mean, I guess if I said, what's a word that would describe American Express to businesses and consumers would be trust. I mean, I don't know if you all remember like the days of, the American Express traveler's checks. I mean, you know, you would travel with the traveler's checks because they were safer with cash. Um, yep. You know, you know, you know, you get them stolen. Like you can, you can get those things for folks. Like that was, that was the, before, before credit cards were really there uh, and widespread use. Like that was the way to travel. You knew it was safe. You couldn't, I mean, you didn't want to, you know, again, let's just say you needed a, you know, you're going to 
to Paris, if you were in the US going to Paris, like you, you didn't want to take $10,000 in cash, you might take $10,000, $1,000 in travel checks. And that was the safest way to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so there was a level of, there was a level of trust there from the consumer to American Express. And I think from a business perspective, um, that, that trust really extends to digital now. I mean, I think it's just a lot of business owners know that there's a, there's just a level of trust there with Amex that, that they really, you know, the brand really, you know, uh, happens. But then on the same side, like, you know, it's one of the few kind of business promotion things that I I don't feel like is self-serving, like the small business Saturday in December. Like I actually, I mean, I see a lot of local businesses around here in Tennessee, like they really kind of get behind that. And like, that's really a focus. And because I think people forget that like the, the, I mean, I use the term mom and pop retailer, but like the the single owner retail store is so important to to our um, economy that you know people just forget about those, and those are the ones that were especially hit the hardest during the pandemic. Um, and so, I think American Express has done a really good job of really high- highlighting those businesses from a PR standpoint. But then, um, you know, with, with the you know, now you're coming along with some of the technology behind it. Um, what what are do you have any interesting trends since you've launched the business blueprint app? I mean, again, it's been a couple of months since it's really re, you know, hit the app store, you know, as a as a relaunch. Like, what are the, do you have any trends or what has been the customer reception? Well, I would say that people are really happy and excited about it. I'd, I'd say less than a couple of months. We're talking about like the end of January. We're, I mean, it's we're not quite at even a couple. So it's it's very, I mean, it's been out there as cabbage, but uh, just like emphasizing like how new some of this is, which is very, very exciting. And what we've heard from customers is they are thrilled that they can see all of their small business accounts in one place. So one of the, um, the pieces that we've been able to pull into Business Blueprint is that now your business card information will populate. And so you can see the balances of those cards um, all together with the balances on your business checking account, your line of credit, et cetera. And so people have um, talked about that. They've talked about finally, like this is all in one place. I could look at all of the accounts that I use to run my business together. So we've heard that. Um, and then we've also seen, um, you know, a lot of great login activity, right? People are logging in. If we think about, especially since we've just a few weeks ago, been able to pull in the business checking account now into the business blueprint app. You think about someone, how someone utilizes, you know, a a checking account, right? You're clicking on that app all the time to open up and see what your balance is, right? So we're definitely seeing um, the logins increase. And what we're really hoping to do is kind of drive that same behavior with my insights. So I would love for it to be useful enough to small businesses where they're popping open that app to see like, what does my cash flow look like? Did this invoice come out yet? Right? Like did this card payment settle? Um, and so that's what we're going to be doing, uh, you know, driving a lot of our focus on this year is like working very closely with small business customers to create experiences that matter to them and that help solve their problems. I think you have to ask yourself, do you want a super app or do you want to have uh, multiple apps to to solve your problems? I mean, I, and again, I think in a perfect world, we'd like to say, I want one app for everything, one app to rule them all. But the problem is with any app, this is not just with like business, but like, let's, let's just like look at Spotify, for example, a uh, great service, but now they've got audiobooks, podcasts, music, all that in one single app. And like it, when you add things into a single app, it's like actually hard to do it well. It becomes very complex, uh, and, and so I, it's nice how you all are kind of, you know, you're 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 letting apps serve their purpose. Do you do you, all, Stuart? And I'll I'll may yeah. ask you this question: um, What's next for Mercury Express and your digital strategy here for businesses? So I think you'll see 
more of the same. You know, we, we did do a lot of work to understand whether or not a super app would be relevant for us. It's something that we see as spoken about in the industry a lot. And, and our findings were that, I think to the points you just made, Brandon, like there is a, um, I think for certain markets and geographies, there is a, there is a clear um, advantage uh, of a super app. We felt that for, for, for where we're operating and the work that we're doing, it wasn't the way forward. We feel that you know, we could create a, a central app asset um, and, as I said before, create those discrete use cases and superpowers as standalone apps, recognizing that we can differentiate and we can provide where there is a customer need and we, we can validate there is a customer need and we think we can create something that is best in class or industry leading. We think there's a case to build a standalone app for us. So I don't think we would go down a fully integrated route across everything. And again, back to the points you made, it makes navigation and some of the UI uh, elements of it very, very challenging. And I think that's something that we've seen, particularly with Apple, uh, has been the, the route that they've taken. They just launched yesterday uh, or earlier this week the um, Apple Music Classical, which is a spin-off of Apple Music just dedicated solely to classical music because they recognize there is a, um, a discrete and, set and, and distinct set of needs, use cases, uh, and, and user behaviors based around the nature of the content that that app will provide. And we feel very strongly that that is true in financial services. And that's why the Blueprint app uh, has, has kind of come to pass. What's going to be really important for us is to make sure that we connect those apps up. And, we, and we, as we've said before, create that seamless integration back and forth between those experiences. So regardless of your relationship type with us, uh, you can navigate between those experiences and make sure you get... The, the value uh, of those apps, uh, regardless of what task or job you're trying to achieve. Well, I, I, when that's, the, the nice thing about the way the data is, is you're not having like, again, let's just throw out a number like five apps. Like, let's say I've got five business banking apps or business finance apps yep. on my phone. They can be touching the same backend data and there can be yep. intelligence things happening in behind the scenes. It, it, so you're Absolutely. not like, so you're not siloing information. You're just allowing data to be surfaced in a way that makes sense for that particular use case. I mean, again, a great example is the Apple music classical. Like it, it's not that like you, I mean, there's classical music and, and Apple music now, but like when you want to listen to classical music, like it's a different experience than listening to top exactly. 40. And, and so you're, you're saying like, and again, same data, but you're layering on a, a user experience that makes sense for that particular set of data. So again, I'm just throwing out and throwing out thing. Like, let's say you've got one set of data, one database that has your inventory, your business checking, your line of credit and your payroll and you know, your, I don't know, foot traffic, all that data is connected and and you need to manage those things together. But the app that you use to manage your uh, payroll is really a different experience than the app you need to manage your credit card, your line of credit. Like, but again, same data, same business, just a different exactly. experience. That is precisely it. And we set up a forum to better across the organized deliver against that kind of theory and promise. Um, and so we'll be working with teams across the organization to figure out how and when do we need to deploy discrete apps, whether that's a lifestyle experience like a Resi, for example, which is also within the Amex portfolio, uh, which is obviously dining and, and, and reservations, or something that's more akin to a other line of business on the, on the financial services uh, aspect. And obviously, we're, we're a large organization with many different uh, groups, and we think there's a real opportunity to, to uh, pursue that type of approach with um, how we deploy our apps across the organization. 
did not realize that American <laughs> Express owned Resi. I love Resi. Resi's a fantastic app. In fact, I'm having dinner tonight on a reservation I booked with Resi. That is a great app. I love app. that. That's wonderful. Great to hear. But and I again, think that probably, this, but that makes sense business. though, because you think about it, like that is got intelligence on the back end. That data can be used to help a business customer, a, di- a restaurant on the other end, but it's a great consumer experience. Like I don't need a restaurant's app to make, you know, the, to make reservations. I need an app to make reservations for dinner. And Resi's a great experience. And I never knew it was an American Express app. Fantastic. Exactly. And it's more, it's, the whole like visual, everything is like catered to that experience, right? To enhance that experience. Um, and I like that's what I very much think of like what is the customer's intent and how do you give them the best experience and like possible to make the to to bring that intent about for them, right? To make it a a better, more fulfilling experience. And and that's why we've landed in this direction. Well, it's this is really awesome time to chat. And I, I gosh, I didn't know American Express is you know, Andresi, that's just, I'll, I'll always remember that now. Cause I, again, I use it often. There's a bunch of rest, uh, restaurants in Chattanooga that use it. And it's, it's really, I think it's the best experience for uh, booking reservations. Like it is, it's really fantastic. Um, again, really cool stuff from American Express, particularly for businesses. And, and I think the theme that I want to leave us this, leave us with this week is that like, it is now possible for small businesses to have the same level of analytics and intelligence that the largest businesses have. And, and in some ways, yeah, brick and mortar businesses have a, maybe a disadvantage again, or, you know, smaller retailers have maybe a disadvantage in terms of, you know, marketing dollars that a, that a big business might have, but they do have the same level of intelligence to, to make the decisions that work best for their businesses to make smart decisions. Um, and again, I mean, you, you know, you think about what is, you know, the payroll process has gone from taking a half a day to now you can literally do things like that from your phone. And I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, Kat Stewart, thanks for coming on the show this week. We'll have some links to uh, everything that we talked about today uh, ar- around the new offerings from American Express. So thank you all for coming on the show. And uh, and we'll have to, as, as American Express rolls out some new business offerings uh, for Apple products, we can't wait to hear, hear more about them. Wonderful. Thank you, Bradley. Thank- yeah, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it.